Happy Saturday to everybody. What's up, KG? What's happening, BJ? Ain't nothing much, man. Chilling, man. Well, ready to do a the Saturday edition of Out of Bounds. Hope everybody's sitting down, chilling, ready to hear some good sports talk. Me and KG holding the fort down tonight. We might get some reinforcements later, but if we don't, we, we I think we got it. What you think? I think we can do it. Hey, man, I'm I'm pretty confident we can do it, man. Let's jump right into the show. First of all, I want to give a shout-out to Scott's Mobile Detailing, uh, one of our sponsors. If you're in the DMV area and you don't want a hassle of cleaning your car yourself, you want a nice, clean ride, and you want somebody to come to you to clean it, please check out Scott's Mobile Detailing. That is the Facebook page, Scott's Mobile Detailing. Uh you can also reach Scott's Mobile Detailing at 757-218-9453. Once again, that's in the Maryland, D.C., Virginia local area. We call it the DMV. Comes to you, professional, courteous service, right at your, uh, curb, right at your doorstep. KG, man, we got a lot to talk about, man. Um, I don't even know where to start. I, th- I guess... Since I promised everybody last show that we was going to jump into the NBA a little bit, I think we can start there and always go to stories and stuff that touch close home. You're a Chicago, a lifeline, lifelong Chicago Bulls fan. I know that Derrick Rose is one of your favorite players. So uh, Derrick Rose signed for the rest of the season to the Minnesota Timberwolves, anybody that, that didn't uh, hear that. So he reunites with uh, Jimmy Butler and Thibs, the coach. Do you think he got anything left in the tank? Give me your assessment of that. Is he going to help him? Do you feel like he's going to elevate them, give them something off the bench? Truly, honestly believe that if his head's in the game, yes. Because you're going, you're not going to see the Chicago Bulls, Derrick Rose. You're going to see the New York Derrick Rose. But Derrick Rose average – and nine last season, he had respectable averages. He he turned into a true point guard. Handled, he still can put the ball on the floor and get to the lane. He can put you in the spin cycle. He can he just, he's developed a, a nice mid range jumper. If he plays his game, his heart is in it. He's really going to help the T Wolves out. All right, having a little we, – we can hear KG. He's going in and out a little bit. I, I can hear what you were saying, man. I think I think it's, it's in his head. I, I, I think he still has a lot left in the tank. Um, you know, it, it would trust me out, his critics can never say they won an NBA MVP. You know, actually, actually a couple of his critics can. I think Shaq was critical of him. But – a lot of his critics, journalists and stuff, they, they, they've never played that, that high of professional ball. You don't know what it's like to, you know, have your body fail you like that when, you you know, you're used to going 200% all the time. And now, you know, you're when you do certain things, you're questioning if, if I can do that. And that's got to be really messing with his psyche. But I really think that, I think he could give them – if he go back to the New York Derrick Rose, 
Um, I really think – I mean, he, he, he looked good in Cleveland. He still looked like he can, you know, take anybody off the dribble, score to go to the basket. You know, he, he looked like he moved, He was moving good. So I expect him to, to produce in Minnesota, and, and who knows what his old coach, Thibodeau, can get out of him. You know, that might motivate him even more. And, you know, he had success with Thibodeau. So, you know, that's, that reunion has come back to – uh has come back together. Well, you also got to realize, you know, Tibbs doesn't play a really fast-paced game. He plays a game that's more wear you down on defense, keep you under 80 points, and we'll do score 84, think, 85, but we get long to keep Rowe? you under 80. Do you think Derrick Rowe? I mean, he, he, we're not so – I, 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 I keep talking his, like – He's got to do it all himself, and it's not that's not the case anymore. He's I don't think anybody expects him to come out there and be MVP. Derrick Rose, I think it's to the point now where I think you expect him to at least come out, and if he gives you anywhere from ten to twenty off the bench, couple assists, some solid defense, I think you're happy with that. You still got Carl Anthony Towns out there. You have Taj Gibson. When Jimmy Butler comes back, they have a nice little team. I mean, they're out. I think they're still in the fifth or sixth spot in the West. So they've been doing good without him. I think this is what they need to kind of push forward because you got a, another player yeah, in the rotation with some I, I see deep playoff experience. There. You there? Yeah, I'm here. How y'all doing? Hey, man, we hanging in there. We were just talking about the whole going to Minnesota. And um, just, the, just this whole thing, man, about him being on the, the highest mountaintop, NBA MVP dominating to, you know, his body kind of failing him a little bit and, you know, where his psyche is. You think he goes to Minnesota and gives them a lift? Yeah, he should. You know, as long as he can kind of – his mental state is probably – if he could just stay out of injuries way, you know, just – Injuries has plagued him. So if he can trust his body, he should be fine. Because there's uh, um, spurs or, or bright spots of Derrick Rose when he used to be Derrick Rose. So if you don't play him, maybe you get him X amount of minutes in a game and let him just be Derrick. And he should add something to that team. I mean, they have enough firepower as it is. Well, since Jimmy Butler is out. But they should be – he shouldn't have to be the main focus, but he should be able to add something to that offense and be able to break a defense down to help them get out and, and transition. Hey, man, I'm looking at the roster for uh, the Timberwolves. They got Jamal Crawford. They got Tyrus Jones. They got uh, Jeff Teague. So, like I said, I think this is a different situation for him where he don't have to come in and give you big minutes, and you don't have to depend on him to – to, you know, oh, I, I, we need Derrick Rose to do this. I think it's more of, like Jim said, we add into the firepower, and when we put Derrick Rose on the floor, this is a this is a guy that won the MVP, knows how to play at a high level, has experience, and that can help us and help the young guys along also. Yeah, and anything you get at this time is a plus. So, I mean, you didn't have him, but now you have him. So if you're expecting – I expect him to get you at least 10 points, possibly a game with a few assists and some steals. Sound about right, KG? 
Absolutely right, brother. I I I I agree. I just I, we're not gonna get 39, 40 minutes from you may get 20, 25. You're not gonna get uh the marathon man, Dirk Rose, because he doesn't have to do it. He he don't have to do it all. He's he's got a lot of help and a lot of former bulls there. You got Taj Gibson there, him, uh Jimmy Butler, Jamal Crawford's a former bull. That's why they call them the T-Bulls, because a lot of former players are going up there. Hey, sound good to me. Um, next next topic, I, I gotta I gotta, I gotta give some love to the Toronto Raptors. Um they've been hanging on first in the East. I didn't really really believe too much in them because it, you know what they what they do yearly, you know, they basically fade out at the end in the playoffs. They always, you know, get knocked out. But last night they, they snapped the Houston Rockets seventeen game winning streak. And I pay attention to this game because it, unlike the Portland Warriors game where Steph Curry's out and Dame Dame Lud is talking about, you know, we're the, you know, we are for real. You can't you can't say that if Steph Curry's out. You beat that team with a with full firepower then we're talking. It's like the Wizards last night beat the the Pelicans without Anthony Davis and DeMarcus Cousins. Like I don't. I mean, of course you you're supposed to beat that team, but to me, it's not a power win. You know, if we're looking like just like the NCAA, they're they're. Oh, okay. I'm like, well, Steph Curry wasn't playing, so that that Golden State team. I mean, it's still loaded, but you have to beat the full squad. Do y'all agree with that? Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. So they, I gotta give the Raptors some love. They they snapped the the uh, Rockets win seven, seventeen game win streak. We're probably and this is this, we going right into our next topic. With my 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 pick for MVP is James Harden. Right now, I think he's just playing lights out, and I don't think it's really LeBron. It, unfortunately, we we get so pacified and we. We're expecting of LeBron James to come out there and trip. That's normal, you know what I'm saying. And and, and unfortunately, you get used to it, and you I think you miss out on some of the greatness because you expect it. But if if I'm putting an MVP race together, James Harden, and then it's LeBron James. Which I got. Who 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 would be your MVP so far? I'm gonna have to disagree with you there, brother. That's what we're here for. I gotta go. Davis. Oh, you know what? Hey, I can't even argue with that. And Anthony Davis is averaging 28. And look at the numbers he's put up just last week alone. And we had this conversation off air, and I was I asked everybody, you know, is Anthony Davis the center in your opinion? Because I had a point to make. Because I'm calling Anthony Davis the best center in the league. So if I can't call him the best center, he's the best big man in the league. Joel Embiid is well on his way to probably snatch that mantle, but not right now, young fella. You still have to uh, do a full season and show me what you can do when I can get a full body of work from you. I don't want to see spurts. And Joel Embiid is giving you a full body of work right now. So I want him to continue doing what he's doing. But at right now, Anthony Davis is the man when it comes to post plays because he can – Back you down. He can shoot the long ball. He can shoot jumpers. He can do it all. He's the best big man in the league, and that's my MVP pick. Hey, man. Hey, that's fair. It's absolutely fair. I give Harden because 
the Houston's number one, 51-14 behind them. But, I mean, we've talked about this. I just – that whole Golden State team, like, it's loaded. And that's a whole nother podcast, whole nother topic. Say that again. That's, loaded is an understatement. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I, I just think that I can't even pay them no mind. I mean, I, you got – Katie. But y'all have to realize with Golden State that mostly everybody on that Golden State team was drafted there. They didn't pick up a lot of free agents. Yeah, and that talent was drafted. And, and and that's how a lot of teams have to build. I think the you know I keep bringing up the Wizards because we're local to the Wizards. I think if the Wizards want to take the next step, they have to draft their people because nobody is going to come to Washington. No one's going to come here, so you have to. You're either going to overpay or you're going to draft very well like Golden State did, and you're going to build your team. So um, I, I, I agree with Anthony Davis. Uh, he's fourth. I mean, the other person I probably could throw in there because of what happened last night is probably DeRozan. I mean, it, it, do we look at DeRozan as a um, as a, a, a MVP candidate? I mean, he's, he's – they're 48 and 17, number one in the East. Now that their next step playoff spot. Say that again. They the first one to clinch the playoff spot. Yeah, they were the first ones to clinch the playoff spot. And I mean they're rolling right now. I think their next step is show me you have to show me in the playoffs. You gotta show me in the playoffs. I expect them to be in the East Finals after how they played last night. I, I'll put them in the East Finals. I initially had Boston and Cleveland, but I'll put Toronto in the East Finals. And then I think it's going to be between, you know, Boston and Cleveland, you know, part, you know, matching up with them. So, but eh, I think we got a real good, real good NBA race coming down, man. It's going to be real interesting. Jim, you there? What you think about? Who who are your who who would you put if you had to pick an MVP right now in the NBA? Who's your MVP? Oh man, it might be it might be James Harden, just for the simple fact. Oh, man, the guy he's just so so smooth, man. Just his jump shot, it's just everything. You saw what he did to Wesley Johnson, even though I gave him a little slight push on the on the on the dribble, the step back. But he, he just so consistent, man. He just – he is the offense. He's the flow. I mean, he's dishing out passes. I might have to give it to – I might give it to James Harden. It, like y'all say, I, I'll add Anthony Davis and, and LeBron in there. But with LeBron, it's like his standards are so high, it's, it's the norm for him. So he could easily probably be an MVP just about every year easily. Now, that I, hey, I, Jim. Hey Jim, I think you had got cut off and came back on when I was saying that. I I was saying we so spoiled with LeBron James and what he does on a nightly basis is is expected now, and he coming out here almost getting a triple double every night. I mean, you can't not put him in the race. It's just yeah. I think the only reason why it, it, it unfortunately shadows them a little bit is because of their record and how they've been struggling and losing against teams that maybe you think they shouldn't lose against. But you know what? KG? I'm, I'm going to say this. And I, on the surface, I have to be a LeBron hater because everybody loves LeBron, but 
I, 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 I take my LeBron love and I have to keep it off the surface because people want to argue about stuff that ain't even relevant when it comes to him. But take LeBron away from Cleveland. That's a bottom a bottom tier team. He he's most definitely should be in this race. He deserves to be. He deserves to be in every MVP race because he is just that daggone good. But I can't I, – I want to kind of sort of take him out of this race because he's just that daggone good. And in his spot, I will put Damian Lillard. Mm. What he did against Toronto the other night. He was 8 for 11. No, I'm sorry. That wasn't Toronto. That was uh, that was the Lakers. I'm sorry. Lakers in a four. Eleven. Like, from behind the arc, he was knocking down everything. But he's played like that all year. So, if I can't have Anthony Davis, give me Damian Lillard. And I can't agree with y'all with Harden. It's nothing against Harden, but he plays Matador defense. You know, you kind of go by him and go, hey, you know, that's it. And you you score. But, but also, you got to remember what offense he's running in, too. That's Dan Antonio's system. Uh, Dan Antonio's system. He did that in Phoenix. He Everywhere he go, they don't play no defense. All they do is run and shoot. That, that's all he runs. And it just so happened this year is working out for him because they, they got they got Eric Gordon. I mean, you got a bunch yeah. of shooters on the floor that can help spread out the ball. You got a defensive minded Ariza who can also shoot, uh, shoot the threes. I mean, these guys can actually run and spread the ball out and allow Harden to – Kind of had some floor space. And got one, one of the best guards ever played a game in Chris Paul. Don't forget about him. Exactly. So imagine. No. Little technical difficulties. We just had Jim drop out, but we are, we we're going to definitely continue the conversation. Um, KG, we we um, <laughs> oh, man. We're going, we're going to do this every podcast until the playoff. Right now, if you had to pick your two teams in the East and the West Finals, give me your two teams in the NBA in the, in the East and the West Finals. In the East, I'm going to take the King because he made a statement earlier this week, and I totally agree. He said, I, I don't care what seat we are. If we make the playoffs, if I got to come to your house and win game one, I'm going to take game one. And in the West, I, I initially picked the T-Wolves, but T-Wolves are my sleeper pick, but my concrete pick, I'm, I'm, I'm impressed with Houston. I'm very impressed with Houston. So I'll say Cleveland and Houston will get something a little different, and I think that'll be a seven-game series because it's going to be an up-and-down, we're-going-to-run type series. Hey Jim, if you, I think we're gonna do this every podcast until the playoffs come up. If you have to pick your two in the, for the East Finals and your two for the West Finals, what two teams you put in there? Man, that's a. We'll go to State of Houston. That's, and on the East, yeah, on the East, I may go. I want to say Toronto, man, but it has such big letdowns. And this may be the year they don't have it. So I'm going to step out of the limb and say Toronto. Man, 
I might go Boston right now. Maybe. No Cleveland Boston. love? No who? No Cleveland love? No love for the lane? Hey, yeah, I love them, but, you know, yeah. I'm a, I'm a part fan of the, of, the, of the land only because of Clarkson and Larry Nance. <laughs> Now, now, honestly, if Clarkson stays hot like he's been, I haven't seen the last couple of games with them. If for some reason Clarkson can stay hot and consistent and drop out 18 points, yeah, it, it may be Toronto or Cleveland. But they haven't been in this big spotlight. They come from for, uh, from a poor team. So they, they, the spotlight may not be too big for them. It may be too big for them. But I might go with Boston and, and Toronto for right now. Hey, I think your picks are the exact my exact picks. I, I just don't think I, if the Spurs were healthy all year, I could talk about the Spurs. I just don't think it's another team in the West with the firepower to come. Golden State and Houston in a seven game series. I just don't think it's there. Um, I mean, the, don't get me wrong; it's team hot. Um, I think I definitely don't think New Orleans can beat any of those teams. Um, I think the I really think the only two teams that might have a shot if they get hot and and get everybody going is Minnesota and Oklahoma, and they could give somebody a scare because Oklahoma City got Russ PG, and if Carmelo Anthony wants to play, they got a, a Carmelo Anthony, and then Minnesota. We just talked about Minnesota as far as how deep they are, and if Jimmy Buck has come back in time and he's helped. You know, you got to deal with them. Now, it's, it's just not – it's just not – I'm looking at the East. Toronto, I'm going to give Toronto the love. I'm going to put them in my East. And Cleveland right now, they got some time. It's just too inconsistent for me. So, I, I, I have to go Toronto and Boston. None – the only team that could, could compete and maybe take that spot is Cleveland. Because we've seen the king wheel the team toward by himself, almost by himself. But the Washingtons, Indiana, Philadelphia's of the world, Miami, Milwaukee, y'all first, first and done. One round one, y'all are done. Y'all are not getting past that round. Uh, the only person that get past that round, the four foot five seed right now, Washington and Indiana play. So that's like two Saturn cars hitting each other with the dip resistant doors and just taking each other out. That's what that is right there. So um we're gonna go into our next topic. Uh let's talk about the NCAA. And I wanna I wanna before I put y'all guys on about the tournament tournament I hope that the NBA gets the G League and takes down this mafia that's the NCAA because when I tell you that this this is a corrupt organization that's made off of kids hand over fists. You got kids coming from, and I don't want to hear that all oh, they get. That's that's when you make a billion dollars. I don't want to hear about a free education. Okay, these kids, some of these kids come from absolutely nothing. Don't have anything. They can't support their family sending any money home. They're not at practice at school. If they're not doing either one of those, they're resting or they're going somewhere. So I don't want to hear 
this this organization and how they run things, and I I, I want to go into this because Kevin R. Lee just got fired from UConn. He just won a championship in 2014, and and I guess people would say, well, you know, uh, uh, what's what was the coach name? I, I I'm losing my train of thought. Kevin, what was the coach before Ali? Uh, that was Jim Calhoun. Jim, thank you. I had a brain fart. I guess you know people say, "Oh, he built built that team." That was his recruits. They still got to get coached up. They still have to run. Okay, we're four years removed from him winning a championship. It's coaches that still searching for that. That is something a lot of people can't say that they will ever touch it. It's been it's been teams. Remember the John Walker Tucky teams. It's been teams that loaded and can't get to the finals, you know, get to the final four, they're, they're done. But this little the scandal about uh, the, the recruiting, and here's my problem. They haven't even finished the investigation, and they're firing him off of calls. Kevin Ali has done nothing but be a model citizen and lead those young men to be respectable men and, and good basketball players. He, he's had a clean career from UConn all the way up. He hasn't done anything. He's, you, you, I mean, if, you, if, you're, if you're building a team of, hey, I want, the, I want somebody that does the right thing, leads by example, Kevin Arley's one of those people. So to see him get fired after four years of, of, of winning a national championship, for just cause, we don't even have the investigation finished. Like, why couldn't UConn stand by him and say, you know what, this is our coach. Um, we know if something was done wrong, we know our, Kevin Ali didn't do it on purpose because we know the type of character he is. We, you know, we trust him. I mean, KG, Jim, help me out. I mean, th this is crazy, man. Well, and in, in this day and time, you know, You lose your job. It's not, it doesn't have to be concrete evidence. Your name could be thrown in, and it can be allegations that BJ says some inappropriate things to me. Next thing you know, your job's in jeopardy. We're losing sponsors. We, we, we're going to lose our sponsors. Say something inappropriate, but it's just an allegation. There's no truth behind it. And that's the part that I don't like. When you throw that word allegations in there, Come on, prove it to me. Do the investigation first. Yeah, it was. They finished fourteen and eighteen this season. I think it was just their way of getting out of, you know, firing him. Uh, his first season, they finished twenty and ten, but they were ineligible uh, due to poor academics. Like he inherited that. I mean, he he was on the staff, but I mean, come on, this it, this is crazy that. That this this institution, this mafia, claims that it's about academics and student athletes, and it could be far. It's it's far from that. Jim, you there? Yeah, I'm here. What you think, man? Yeah, I, I'm just hearing about this. I didn't know they got rid of the man, but yeah, just just cause. What was the just cause, man? Um, I'm with Kevin. You know, they so quick to to make a judgment call and not. Do they do 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 their due diligence 
and investigative. And maybe they have, maybe they found out something, but I, I think you might be right, Brian. This might have been a way just to get out of his contract, too. The uh a reason to get him out as a coach. But the man did take you to a championship. You can't what today, today's day and age is all about what have you done for me lately. Lately is last year, the year before that. If you if you haven't done anything within the last couple of years, it's time for you to go. It's uh what you did two, three years ago is not appreciated no more because everybody expects more. Connecticut is one of them high-profile programs, especially like with the women's basketball. So you expect them to be dominant every year. Now, see, with the women's basketball, I think the women's basketball program anything because that's where the money comes from. Yeah. But it's... If Kevin, if if the women program doesn't win games and by fifty, you or lose games with the playoffs. It's just, I don't know, man. People are so quick, so. Want everything now. Man. You know what? Jimmy, you you, you brought up a, a point that I've been trying to make for the last maybe about three weeks. This is a I want it now type thing. Nobody wants to work. And that goes for sports. It goes for a lot of different things. We had this conversation, what was that, two weeks ago about this. About not wanting it now. I mean, about wanting it now and not don't putting it to work. And the, raising children and and young adults in this era like that and setting them up for failure. Hey, hey, KG, I agree with you one hundred percent. It's so easy now to get on YouTube and Instagram and make a video and go viral, and all of a sudden you got. 100, 200,000 followers and you're a star. And, you know, once people see that, once these kids see that, they think that's how life works, period. And and I agree with y'all. It's an impatient society. But I think this was an excuse to get rid of Kevin Ali for whatever reason because we're not going to sit here and pretend that the majority of these athletes are in, you know, high-tier academic programs you know a lot of them are majoring in and some made up course so they can get through the school year and have good grades and stay on the team let's be realistic okay now i'm done with the ncc i only want to talk about the tournament right now i think i think we'll wait till our monday edition because we want to do a monday edition with all this nfl and and we're going right into our next topic and we left time for this, fellas. We left a chunk of time for this, which is the good old NFL. And we got breaking news already while we're on the podcast. Isn't that great? Now, from what I heard, Richard Sherman wanted to go to a contender. <sighs> now, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean... <laughs> He just signed with – it reportedly reportedly signed with the 49ers with a three-year deal. Now, 
that that's not a contender. Let's not pretend this contender. I think this is more of it sounds like I'm sour and I want to play my old team twice a year. KG, what you think? Well, I seen a report earlier today where it said that when he went and did an interview and talked to the 49ers, he would do a physical also. I kind of figured the contract was going to come right behind it. But three years, $39 million, I'm just hoping and praying that we see the same Richard Sherman. But I can't agree with you, B, about them not being a contender. They got their quarterback. They're trying to put something together. You know, Kyle Shanahan always had something up his sleeve. Um, I, I don't know. They're trying to build something out there. And maybe he wants to be get on the ground floor of what they're building and say, you know, hey, let's let's take it and go. Yeah, and that could be it. Jim, what you think about Richard Sherman going to the uh, 49ers three-year deal? Yeah, look, I think it's just a revenge factor. If he shows up, shows out, then he going to look at Pete Carroll and all of them and say, this is what y'all was missing. This is what y'all shouldn't have gave up. But at this point, I know you said he wanted to go to a contender. I don't know. Maybe he's banging on that five game, uh, uh, five game streak of at the end of the season that the 49ers are gonna bring it into this year. At this point, he done won a Super Bowl. Now he could just kind of chase the money. So I, I kind of believe he's probably chasing money at this point because. 49 wouldn't have been my first choice. I would have went. <laughs> I would have went to the Titan first. I would have tried to go to Minnesota. I would have tried to go to Denver. Heck, I might would have tried to go to the Rams. So yeah, well, yeah, the Rams. Yeah, but no, well, I don't know about the Rams though, Jim. Yeah, but I mean, somebody who's better than the 40, not possibly better than the 49. I mean, you still got Todd Gurley, but I wouldn't have picked the the 49ers most likely. Maybe he sees something that nobody else sees, and uh, the coach is talking the game. Right. He's looking with a magnifying glass. I just don't see, like, okay, we got five games on Garoppolo. Wasn't it five games? And we all know how this league is. You come in, they don't have any tape on you, and you get a good maybe eight games, nine games. You might be good hot for those for that many games. And when you get figured out and – you get a good defensive coordinator to figure you out and can expose you. If you're, you know, if you're not a top-tier quarterback, you're going to get exposed. Trent Edwards. Uh, I mean, who who else? Who else went on a tear? Um, RG3. RG3. Well, once we figure out what you're doing, we're going to stop it. And now you got to take your game to the next level, and we're going to see if Garoppolo can do that. We're going to see if you can take your game to the next level and, and, and beat our game plan. Let's see how good you read these defenses. You know who did that after they figured him out? Who that? Colin Kaepernick. Everybody thought all he could do was run. Then he had that game where he threw for almost 300 yards, and he killed he, – when, he, when I say he shredded the defense, he shredded it. He showed a different part of his game. Funny. And he, he – he he killed him. Good old Colin Kaepernick, because he's still without a job. But the bum of all bums, Ryan Fitzpatrick, somehow still has a day has signed another contract. How is that possible? 
he has one of the greatest agents that I've ever seen in my life. That agent need to go in the Hall of Fame because he keeps that man working. Hey, man, I, I don't understand it, man. Like, I thought that that year he fizzled out in Buffalo throwing ducks to the sideline for interceptions. Like, that, that should have been it. Like, there's certain quarterbacks in this league. It's, it's, it's insulting that Colin Cavs and we're watching Ryan Fitzpatrick sign a contract extension with the Buccaneers. It's 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 insulting. What you, Jim? You there? You how do you feel about that? Yeah, yeah. He's the horrible, horrible, horrible. So, yeah, hey, you know that's a whole different discussion. There's reasons why, and yeah, the man just keep keeps getting the job. So he he's not the only one. There's a few more out there that's going to get signed and and sit on the bench. While there's a there's probably some good quarterbacks out there uh, who could possibly replace these people and help your team get to the next level. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a cycle. Just like the NFL, they recycle coaches. And now everybody's running trying to get a young coach because now Sean McVay and the Kyle Shanahan's of the world coming in here with, with, with young minds, with fresh minds. And, and, you know, we're not running – you know, the 80s or 90s style offense. We got fresh minds. We're coming in with new concepts. I mean, you, you're not going to reinvent the wheel, but you can always tweak it and chip it and sand it down and, and make it look new. So um, <laughs> we stay with the NFL, man. It's been so much activity. The Browns, man, they, they – now, don't get – don't. Just because you making moves and making noise don't mean you're going you're doing the right things. But they seem like they making moves. They acquired uh, the I put them in the same category as Fitzpatrick. Um, I, I really, I, if you're the Browns, and I just can't see them going in the season as with Tyrod Taylor as their starting quarterback. And if they do, I promise you. Jarvis Landry and Josh Gordon will never see the ball. I promise you that. I promise you those guys will never see the ball. Um, KG? Yes, sir. What you think about all those Cleveland moves over the last couple of days? Well, I did a little a little digger deep, and I found out two things. Number one, we, we were talking about, and I was like, they're giving up a lot of picks. But they're not from just this year. They're giving up a few from this year, some from next year. Okay. Uh, they brought in Scott McLuhan, the former GM in, in, in D.C., who's supposed to be here now making the moves. But uh, um, you know what? Let me calm down because I'm, 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 I'm going a little too far. But Scott McLuhan is making draft day moves for them, and he's in charge of their draft. And the, him and, and the GM are sitting down. They're, they're getting players. So, you know, the Tyrod, Tyrod Taylor to the Browns for the third, for a third round pick. Uh, Demarius for Deshaun Kaiser in the pick. Uh, Landry to the Browns for a fourth this year and a seventh next year. Then they sent Danny Shelton to the Patriots for a third round for next year. Like, I, I, I said it the other day when we were talking. That GM, he doing the same thing. <coughs> excuse me, he doing the same thing that that uh, Philadelphia is doing. They're playing mad. 
they say, okay, we're going to get our head kicked in. We got our head kicked in last year. Let's go ahead and make some moves and, and, and do it. But if they make the right moves in the draft along with these trades, oh, barbecue chicken. That whole AFC North. I'm sorry, Jimmy, but y'all going to have to contend with the Browns. Y'all to look out for them. Barbecue chicken in the AFC North all day long, and Cleveland is going to be eating up like a buffet. Yeah, yeah, Cleveland will be eating up like a buffet. And they're getting their fans excited. They're selling some seats right now. Everybody's pumped up, especially at, after the draft. If they can get a quarterback or something, you know, somebody who could bring some excitement, yeah, you know, the fan base, they'll make a bunch of sales, sell a few jerseys. But you got to remember, it's still Cleveland. But Cleveland does have Todd Haley, who may bring something new to that, that offense. Oh, it's but, just, the Browns seem like to have something. They, they always seem to have like a de- decent defense, but the offense is just horrible or just bad quarterback play. They got a they got a decent set of running backs. Um, offensive line needs some work. You got Joe Thomas, but he's like the most assistant guy, and he's he's contemplating retirement. I think. And see, don't oh, like say he might be. You know, it's I like he's you know face the. After watching Joe Hayden lead the team, get cut and make it to the playoffs. Yeah. Like, is Joe Thomas saying, man, I should take that same route? Or is he saying, man, I'm inspired by what's happening right now, these moves? At the end of the day, he's probably saying, man, this is still Cleveland. I think it's probably best for me to retire or move on, ask for a trade. Well, he said on Twitter, when they traded for Tyrod Taylor. And said, I've been saying this for about three years now, and we finally did it. So they don't know if he's going to retire. He's talking about coming back for 2018 because of uh, the pickup of Tyrod Taylor. Man. They, 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 they need him to come back. Got to. He got to tutor the young puppies. Yeah, they need him to come back. And then they can get Barkley. That will motivate Joe Thomas even more. But now he has a mobile quarterback. If Tyrod Taylor can play, um, man, a good can make good fifty-five percent of his passes, and and Barkley can come in and do something like Ezekiel can do, do with Dallas. Man, everybody's gonna be excited. But at the end of the day, you still say, man, it's Cleveland. They they get you all happy and excited. And then they just let you down. Something that goes wrong. Well, I, I think Tyrod Taylor had um I think he had a sixty-five percent completion percentage, but it was missing receivers. And I have a hey, Tyrod, if you're listening, I'm a lifelong Bills fan. I have no faith in you whatsoever. I know if you if they if Cleveland comes into week one, if they come into training camp with Tyrod Taylor as their starting quarterback. They're tanking the season. That that man right there, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Brock Osweiler, these are bottom-tier third-string quarterbacks. This is a quarterback-driven league. Now, the only thing that makes me happy is that the Bills are talking to the Browns. And I think we might see another big deal come from the Bills and the Browns. I think this was more of a, hey, you scratch my back, we'll scratch your back. We need some room, and we need to get rid of Tyrod's cap number. Brown's like, oh, hey, we got $100 million. Send them over here. We'll send you a third. 
they might send them the third and package some other t- the uh, picks back for the first or the fourth pick. So that's encouraging. And now you know Buffalo is in the quarterback hunt. Now they we we were, we were iffy before. There were reports that they were going to bring Tyrod Taylor back, and I'm I'm just thinking to myself, not if you want to win, you don't. It's, it's no way you bring him back. If you want to win and build off your season of going to the playoffs, you cannot bring him back. And there's no way he can start for the Buffalo Bills or any other team that's serious about winning. Okay? Now, now depending on what the Bills are doing, I don't know if they're trying to get Foles in there or if they're trying to you know, talk to the Browns and maybe moving up to number one or whatever the case may be, that's still up in the air. We'll still have to see about that. So, uh, you know, the, the move that did surprise me was them shifting out Deshaun Kaiser. So it kind of brings up the whole the whole another thought process in your head. Like, are the Packers preparing to lose Aaron Rodgers? No, uh, what I've heard is that uh, Hundley, that that spelled his the end of his Packer career, and he won't be back as Aaron Rodgers' uh, backup. But I think the Packers will wind up going as high as they need to go. If Aaron Rodgers wants the moon, I'm sure they'll find one for him and and get it. I mean, it's Aaron Rodgers, it's a, uh, one of the best quarterbacks in the league ever, ever. Ever get that straight? Ever? Okay, ever. I mean, he's he's right outside of the Brady Drew Brees realm, but he's still in he's still in the air. He's still somewhere in that air. So I'm sure they'll go above and beyond to get him and to make sure he's back. But I mean, that's not saying very much that they got Deshaun Kaiser. I mean. He has such a small body of NFL work. What would what, what, if they do in a hypothetical situation, they do lose Aaron Rodgers. If you're gonna pin your season on Deshaun Kaiser, you see what it's happened. O- it's over. <laughs> it's over. It's but over. But the, the what you said about Tyrod, what Tyrod has over Ryan Fitzpatrick, he was in a playoffs last year. He still took you to the playoffs. I, I'm sorry. Let, let's let's back that up, okay? Tyrod Taylor did not take us to the playoffs. Shady McCoy and that offensive line took us to the playoffs. Tyrod had absolutely nothing to do with that. Tyrod couldn't hit a house. Okay? <laughs> and I'm talking about a mansion, like a, a Michael Jackson mansion with the carnival and stuff. He couldn't hit that. He did nothing. He, he and If you want to be truly honest, the Bills backed into the playoffs. Like I said, it, the Ravens, the bit that bring in, Ravens Bengals game, and the Bengals on that last minute play, last second play in the fourth quarter. That's don't, don't get me wrong. You make the playoffs how you make the playoffs, but it, it's a certain way you want to come into the playoffs. And uh, you know, I, everybody said, "Well, they made the playoffs." No, you want to make the playoffs and make it be known we are serious, like Jacksonville, like the Patriots, like Steelers did. Now, we didn't back into the playoffs. We've been kicking people butt all year, and we're in the playoffs, and y'all going to have to contend with us. Now, we sat there, all, all of us, we sat there and watched that Bills-Jaguars playoff game. It's probably one of the ugliest offensive games I've ever seen played, period. 
Period. You know, I know how you feel when you talk about backing into the playoffs. I know that feeling because the last four times the Redskins have been to the playoffs, we had to go on a run late in the season, win a bunch of games in a row, whether it was seven, six, four, nine, came down to the last game of the season. And we made the playoffs. We never we went into the playoffs like a lamb and got slaughtered. Yeah, but here's the thing: y'all won the games to get there, right? Y'all, y'all, y'all were. Uh, it. I don't want to. If I if I'm a playoff team, I don't want to get in the playoffs that way. I want to beat my way into the playoffs. I don't want to get in the playoffs watching TV to see if some last second field goal or somebody tipped a uh, uh, ball in the air to get me in the playoffs. Now, you've been dealing with the one of the greatest dynasties right in your division. The next step is to beat them. That's the next step. If you want to do anything, Tom Brady's probably going to play, what, another two to five years, depending on how his body holds up. That's what he say. Uh, you have to beat the Patriots. And – Right now, that team's not beating the Patriots. Nowhere close. They don't have to, well, they got to get a quarterback and they have to get weapons for the quarterback. And like I always say in the podcast, you can't tell if the weapons you have now are legit because you had a daggone brick at quarterback. Well, you had the same situation that I have in, 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 the, in the AFC East. You got the same thing that I have in the NFC East. You got top 10 teams. Now, we have. Dallas, no, I'm not even gonna put Dallas in there. Dallas struggling too. We have the Giants and Philly, two teams that need that you know have won recent Super Bowls. They should be emulated, just like the Patriots. The Patriots write the blueprint. You know what they do? Emulate the blueprint and and execute. It is right there. You can't emulate the blueprint if you don't have the coaching. If, if the if the upper upper management and the coaching can't put the, the game plan together, right, Jim? Exactly. You you just beat me to it. You can emulate it, but you know how they say it can't be duplicated. So they don't have they don't have the right pieces to uh to make it to make it get to that level. I mean I can paint a brick I can paint a brick gold and 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 we can put it side by side with a gold bar. I can trim it and, and they look they look the same. But when you lift them up, they're different. And that's how these did the Patriots are on a whole nother level of playing. Okay, we're talking about it's 2018. We're talking about an 18 year, 17 year run of dominance in the AFC East. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. I, I, but now I can speak for my situation. We had upper management put into place. We had Scott McLuhan running the personnel department, Bruce Allen, who's a numbers guy, making sure we stayed under cap, the numbers were right. Doug Williams doing scouting. And Doug Williams scouted Jonathan Allen and a couple other players that were uh, under the radar, and they they turned out to be great contributors. Okay. Then why do we get to the point where we're dominating? We win a division title, but we can never follow up. Because, oh, Scott has a problem. We have to get rid of Scott. What problem does Scott have that you have to get rid of him? Come to find out, Scott never had a problem. See, that's the problem we had. We had everything in the place 
everything was set up for it. He said, give me five years. Give me five years. You couldn't even get a man five. So right there, we curse ourselves. And I'm sure Buffalo does it. Jimmy, you don't have to worry about it with Pittsburgh because Pittsburgh's a, a, a daggone Super Bowl favorite every year. Every year. But like you said, he didn't even get five. What we just talked about earlier. Everybody wants it now. Impatience, man. Right now. Exactly. And Scott McClellan showed in San Francisco, he he, he he put that team together. They got two of Super Bowl made laws, but they got there. He helped put together that Seattle team that won a Super Bowl and then went back and lost the Super Bowl. So his track record speaks for itself. And the man took time off of football and was still putting game film and notes together of different players to watch. Like, that's dedication. Remember, it was the beginning of this season when they let him go. Remember they said they that the Redskins were still going off his, basically his his draft board? Yep. Yep. <laughs> that's, that's crazy, man. It's just like, and, 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 you know, we, we're local, so Redskins are right in our face. I just think they can't they did trip over their own feet. And for some for some reason, if you don't agree with Bruce Allen and and Dan Snyder, you're gone. It doesn't matter what you're doing and what your track record is, and they've proven it over and over again. They just set this team back, and they're going to be the. Unfortunately, I think they're going to be the last place in the NFC East is coming to you. I mean, I just don't I don't see them beating Dallas. And depending on who who the Giants draft, is, if they draft Barkley, it's going to be a a long, long uh, next couple of years for the Redskins. Hey, you could you could bet that. So we're going on to our new stand with the NFL. We're going we, we want to touch on these NFL combine questions. Now, KG, I'm going to let you take it away, and 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 take over this and, and lead us into this. Tell us about these combine questions, man, and what, what they asked Darius guys. Well, and I've done some investigative reporting and I've talked to a source that decided to remain anonymous, so she answered in anonymity. These questions are unethical and illegal. Because the NFL Combine is a job interview. Am I correct? You're correct. Yep. Now, I, we come into this job interview, and you ask me, do you like men? Did your mother ever sell herself? Was your mother a prostitute? But you're asking me these questions because you want a reaction out of me. You want to see how I'm going to react. Now, hold on. I'm supposed to be working for you. What does that have to do with anything? Now, if I reach across the table and I smack you for disrespecting my mother like that, I'm not worried about the do you like men. I, you know, if I do, I do. If I don't, I don't. That's my business. My sexuality ain't got nothing to do with it. You need to know my 40 time. If I'm a receiver, you need to know what route tree I ran in, in college. If I'm a running back, you need to know how the numbers on my line was set up in college and which way did I ran. Did I run the daylight? Did I run to the hole? These are the things you need to know. But to ask me about my sexuality and ask me if my mother's a prostitute, but I'm not supposed to get upset because you want to see my reaction. Those are the type of questions that don't need to be asked at the NFL Combine. Number one, they're personal. Number two, 
That's just that that is dead wrong and disrespectful. As a man, I cannot ask another man that I'm interviewing about his sexuality. I'm not gonna ask him about his mother. As both of you know, and anybody that knows me, I'm very protective of my mother. You can call me a mama's boy, whatever. I don't care. I'm very protective of my mother. If I was in that situation, yes, I would have to hold my temper because of the situation. But my first question would be, what's the, the relevance of you asking me if my mother was a prostitute? And you, well, I want to see your reaction. My, what do my reaction got? A fan can say something to me from three rows away from the bench. Okay. I'm good with that. I'm down here. You up there. I'm making millions doing what I love. What are you doing? That's it. You turn around. You ignore it. Being in, the, in a lot in an NFL locker room, in a sports locker room, period. It's a brotherhood. It's a family. Yes, people are going to say things to push your buttons. I.e. Richie Incognito, Jonathan Martin, whatever. You got to be strong enough to handle it. And growing up in a society that we grew up in, with our uncles, our cousins, they say things to you because they, hey, look. I'm going to say things to you to get you prepared. That's one thing. But I'm on a job interview and you asking me these questions. I, I, I think it has no place. No place in the NFL combine. It makes me upset. It really does. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100%, man. I think it's other questions and other things you can phrase and try to get a reaction out of people. Like, I, And I'm sitting here thinking while you're talking, did they ask Ryan Leaf these questions? Remember when he blew up at the reporter? Like, did you ask him? I don't think they did it. And, and I hate to bring it up. I think it comes down – a lot of it comes down to race. Like, you have some – like, we, I, I said this earlier. You have players that come from absolutely nothing, that watch their mom work 10, 12, 14, 16 hours a day just to scrape so they can have a meal, you know, and – I think just certain things, you don't know where somebody's coming from. You don't know how protective or what they watch their mom go through. You don't know if they watch their mom get beat on a, on a daily basis by an abusive um, uh, partner. You don't know that. So you might have somebody that's super, super sensitive in, in, on that subject, and now they done blew up in the room, and now you, you label them unstable. You know, like, I think it's just fun and games for them. It gets to a point where it's just fun and games. Let's just go in here and let's poke them, let's pick them apart, and let's ask them these dumb questions and see if we can get a reaction out of them. Jim, what you think about these combine questions? How you feel about them? Yeah, it's unnecessary. I'm with Kevin. Look, none of that had to do with football. And if she, if she was, she did it for a reason. Mind your business. I don't yeah. ask about your family. You don't ask about mine. Because just like you can get personal, I get personal too. And I want to see your reaction. So, you know, I, I think it's all unfair. It's unnecessary. You can ask different questions to get the same reaction. I, I agree with you 100%, man. You, you know how many kids and watch their mom go outside and sell themselves just to get a meal on the table at, at night? You know, as a man, how you know how how much that that would hurt. That you know, yeah. you know, what I'm saying that you just don't, you can't. It's certain lines you can't cross. 
It's just this. It's distasteful, and it's it's ignorant, and I, and it doesn't have a place in the NFL. And I wish that the teams will be exposed, heavily fined, maybe take some draft picks away from them. But they definitely need to set some type of standard questioning, and they need maybe have a third party in the room to make sure what's being asked is relevant to football. Like Jim said. Like we all said, there's other questions you can ask to push buttons. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, see, this ain't, this ain't the first time though. So, what you say, Kevin Dez Bryant? It was a Dez, yeah. and that was and that was some years ago. So, how many other people have been asked this question over the years, and nobody just never said anything? Yeah, Apple. He said he was asked the same question. Yes, it's the question. Yes, it's so standard question at the daggone combine. So, what is it have to do with my bench rep? Maybe the NFL doesn't care and and feel they can do whatever they want to these guys because they know at the end of the day they're gonna end up paying them. Guys, we're going to the last segment of our show. You're gonna play general manager of your team, and with your pick, you gotta fill do what you want. You fill a need with your team. So, ah. Hey, Jim. Yes. You're the general manager of the Pittsburgh Steelers. What what are you doing? What who are you picking to make the Pittsburgh Steelers better? Man. <laughs> And that's a good one right there, fellas. That's a good one. You know what? I might go. Yeah, I got the 28th pick. Um, see, is it Rashad Evans from Alabama? That's his name. I don't think he's going to be that, that late because we need another inside linebacker. Definitely do. Or Just to are make you the looking... calls. Huh? Yeah. Are, I mean, yeah, you do. Are you looking for, are you looking for Big Ben's replacement? Look, you know I don't like this guy too much. Look, <laughs> if if he's if he's serious about playing two to three more years, no, because we still got Josh Dobbs, and I would give Josh Dobbs a few more years. At this point, you know what you got with um, Landry Jones. He's not really your starter unless he's gonna make some major historical leap. And his passing and his reading progressions, I I don't see it. So I'm rolling with Josh Dobbs for a few more years. Cause we already we just j- drafted this guy last year. Look, you gotta give him at least two or three years, especially since Ben wants to stay. I'm not no, I'm not wasting that pick on a future quarterback. So Pittsburgh going inside a linebacker, trying to trying to replace something. I mean, you're not gonna get all of it. But you're hoping you could get a stud there and help replace Ryan Shazier. KG, y'all got the 13th pick, though. Good old Washington Redskins. Where y'all gonna go, man? What y'all need? Ooh, boy. I don't know if we got enough time to tell you what we need. But I've been, you know what? I've been racking my brain to figure out, you know, hey, what's what's the good place to go? I like B2B. Because we need, if we're going to run a 3-4, we need a, a tackle in the middle that's going to 
cause some disruption. So Vita V will be my first choice, but if he's gone off the board, I need the best middle linebacker that's in the draft because I don't think we're going to sign Zach Brown back. And Mason Foss is going to need some help. We're good on the outside with Trent Murphy and Ryan Kerrigan because hopefully we get a healthy Trent Murphy back. But I, I, I need a middle linebacker, bad. So, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take V to V. No, that, that's fair. That's fair. My beloved Buffalo Bills have the 21st and 22nd pick. <clears throat> Absolutely, you traded Tyrod Tell You need a quarterback. You have to address that. I'm trading up. I'm going to try to get the Browns out of that number one pick. But I think it's going to be difficult because the Browns need a quarterback too. And they could get their man at number one. So if I can't trade up, I'm gonna try to get no go get Nick Foles. So I'm at least probably if, if I can talk them out of taking a first and a fourth, maybe package something else. Because I think they have two picks in the first three or four rounds. They have two picks in each round. So you package something, send the go get Nick Foles. That twenty first and twenty second pick. I'm going to go – if I can get a stud receiver, a freak, if I'm getting if, – if I go get Nick Foles, I, I got to go get him a, a legit weapon. Get him a legit weapon, and, and, and the game is one in the trenches. Go get an offensive lineman. Eric Wood retired because he had neck injuries and neck problems. So you have to, you have to bolster back up the offensive line. And you know it's always some studs laying around in the later rounds offensive alignment. So you still got a first round pick. Go get you a stud, big boy. You know, only only say three words. You know, or two words. Me hungry. That's all you need. <laughs> That's all you need. You need one of them dudes. You be like, look, man, we run a power over this play uh, out of trips. You like me hungry. And you're like, all right, look, man, just go up there and hike the ball, man. You know. <laughs> you want you a dude that he communicate grunts. Yeah, he just he just grunt. You know. <laughs> the stadium I want to do the the it's the it's the it's during the week stadium closed. He's still there for some reason. And he don't <laughs> have nowhere to go. <laughs> that's a, I need I need one of them people, man. That yes, that's, that's what I need. Let I, me ask you a question, B. Go ahead. You 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 don't have any faith in uh Kelvin Benjamin being healthy enough to be that number oh, one? Oh man. I, I don't because he's he he get he's hurt a lot. I don't. I, I really don't. Um it'd be nice. And, and don't we talk about this all the time? Winning Hills injuries. Yeah, it does. Winning Hills injuries. If they can win, uh, just like Sammy Watkins, all of a sudden he could play now. And don't have any problems when he with the Rams, and you know if he played if he was that good, the Rams would have signed him back. That's a shot at Sammy Watkins too, you bum. But <laughs> yeah, anyway. But you know what? I, I guess um, nah. I don't. I don't have faith in Kelvin Benjamin to play a whole year, and he's not a speedster. So I, I want a freak. I want a Julio Jones, AJ Green. Type of dude, I know Calvin really probably be gone, uh, you know, by then. But 
if I can get somebody like that or trade up, especially if you get Nick Foles trade up and try to get Calvin Ridley, man, that that'd be something. But they have to address the offensive line because they they lost Eric Wood. So now knowing that you got two picks, would you take one of those picks and take a fly on Lamar Jackson if Sam Darnold's still there? Uh, Baker Mayfield, Josh Rosen. You got a, a list of quarterbacks you can take flyers on. Take a young quarterback and go? Yeah, I, I, I would. I would. If I can't make a deal, I, I stay at 21, 22. Um, I, I'll, take, I'll take Lamar Jackson. It's, it's, you're not winning now, I don't think. I mean, and, and uh, I don't want to say that because we saw what Deshaun Watson did, and if he stayed healthy, that man was on pace for 40 touchdowns. Okay. So I don't want to say that you you draft Lamar Jackson and you don't have a shot. You don't know what the, the kid can do. I think he's going to come in and light it up. I would take a chance on Lamar Jackson, but you have to have an offensive coordinator in place that understands that you have to tailor your offense to him. You don't come in here and this is what we're going to run. This is how you're going to do it. No, but look, we're going out for coffee and we're taking the playbook. And we're going to build this playbook to what you like to do. You're a number one pick. You're a franchise quarterback. That's what we're going to do. That's what you have to do. Any team that takes any quarterback, not just Lamar Jackson, any quarterback, hey, like, let's see. All right, you're not good at throwing these type of routes. We're going to kind of chuck, chuck, you know, chuck those out the book until we work on them and get you better at them. You know, you can't tell me. The Lamar Jackson's the only project quarterback in the draft. All of them are projects because they have to play against guys way faster, way stronger, and with defenses that are way better. So I don't want to hear that project quarterback with Lamar Jackson crap. That boy ready to go. I'm telling you. I agree with you wholeheartedly on that one because I think that should be done whenever an offensive coordinator comes in to a situation, I think you should be able to take the quarterback out and say, Hey, this is my playbook. We're going to go through, pick out what you like and I'll tailor those plays to your liking. We'll change the, the, we'll change the, 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 the wording of it. So it's easier for you. There you go. And then offensive line and have the, we're going to change the line codes. And it's and we're not just doing this for black quarterbacks. I'm talking about doing this, doing this for all Everybody. of them. Everybody, as you're coming in here, we're gonna make this easy as possible. And as we go along, we'll add stuff that you're comfortable with because we we made this investment in you. The, we we know the quarterback is the most important part on the field, and we're gonna set you up for success. I wish the Bills had went and got Todd Haley and drafted Lamar Jackson. I think he could have put. Well, or the Kyle, Kyle Shanahan or somebody like that, they would put something together that, you know, would have would have probably worked out for them. So, but, uh, hey, we way over our time limit. We don't mean to burn y'all ears off, but, hey, uh, we're we going to cut it there for tonight. We hope y'all enjoyed the podcast. Once again, we brought, brought to you by Scott's Mobile Detailing. Uh, you can find his Facebook page, Scott's Mobile Detailing, on Facebook. Um, courteous service, car detailing coming to you. Very uh, professional. Gets the job done. Uh, service with a smile coming to you. So if you're interested in that, getting your car detail, having somebody come to you, 
And without the hassle of you going to touch a car, give uh, Scott's Mobile Detailing a call, 757-218-9453. And once again, that's local uh, D.C., Maryland, Virginia, metropolitan area. Come to you, get that car clean. For myself, BJ, my man KG, Big Jim, that's all the time we got for tonight. We hope y'all enjoyed the show. Please share us, rate us, leave comments. If you're on Anchor, please call into the show. Tell us what you think. You can you can reach us. Kevin, where can they reach us at? You can reach us at Facebook. We're Out of Bounds Podcast. Uh, we got some good things up on the page right now. You can reach us at on, on our Twitter, OOB Podcast 4. We have an email, oobshowpodcast at gmail.com. Give us your feedback. Most definitely, for, And that's all the time we got for tonight. I hope y'all enjoyed it. We will be back Monday. Hopefully uh, get some verbal commitments on uh, NFL free agency. And we'll be heavy on that. We'll be right on top of that. Uh, that's all we have for tonight. Y'all enjoy it. Be safe. Have a good weekend. Barbecue chicken in the AFC North. <laughs> you lucky Jim ain't on here. <laughs> <laughs>